Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Jeff's guests appear on the Frame Corner phone lines. Frame Corner, with expert custom and do-it-yourself framing since 1975 on Park Avenue in East Memphis. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. They call it Stormy Monday. But choose is just as bad Wins is worse Loud and thirst is also sad The eagle flies on Friday and Saturday I go out to play. Back on the Jeff Gawkins Show, let's do this Chris Harrington deal. Now, it's Chris Harrington from the Daily yeah, Memphian on the Grizzlies, Memphis, and more. Presented by the Majestic Grill. Rediscovered downtown dining. Chris Harrington on 92.9's Jeff Gawkins Show. Chris Henry joins me now. Chris, what are we listening to? That's uh, Stormy Monday Blues by one of my very favorite Memphis singers, the late, great Bobby Blue Bland, in honor of the weather today and the uh, Grizzlies' mood as they return home tonight. This is what I'd say. All right, so they're 0-3. Yep. What do you think? Um, they, they, they've got a lot of problems. They have avenues to addressing most of those problems. Um, they're 0-3, but they're not like like record wise i think there are four teams that don't have a win mm-hmm. so you put them like 27th i guess if you want to be generous you know in terms of record they're 22nd in point differential i think that's a more accurate assessment of how they played you know I, they they've been struggling to score period they've struggled to defend whenever jaron jackson's not on the floor right. um they've actually defense has been great when jaron has been on the floor um, and so, like, they got a lot of holes to plug. They have so, some means to start plugging them in the days ahead. But, I mean, it's disappointing to, to be 0-3, but you watch the games and, like, you know, you come out game one and you got all these issues and now you're a little, maybe, maybe a little shell-shocked by you didn't right. expect to open without Steven Adams and Santiago Dama. You're playing against a New Orleans team that rare, for, on a rare occasion has their four best players all on the floor and you play poorly, you lose. You come back against Denver, and I think we all thought they were going to get run off the floor against Denver, right. and instead it was a really good game, and you lose a close one. You know, I think they lost by like six to Denver. Denver's victory tour continued on Oklahoma City. They won by 35 the next game at Oklahoma City. Right. And then you go to Washington, and now it's like the second night of a back-to-back on the road, third game in four nights. Washington didn't play the night before. They're rested, and you just run out of gas. Um, and so, like, it's disappointing to be zero and three. But when you watch the three games, like, I, I, I'm not that concerned about it. Depends on sort of what your expectations are. Right. To me, what's happened with the Grizzlies in a big picture sense is that the ceiling is lowered. But like, I never, 
like, you know, remember like the golden days of three weeks ago when John Hollinger and Kevin Pelton were right. predicting him to finish first in the West? Like, that's gone. That's right. not going to happen. But right. I didn't think that was going to happen to begin with. Right. Um, all right, well, let's first take the injuries. Um, Santi's still out. Canard's still out. Yeah, I mean, it's day-to-day so stuff with him. On the, on the road trip at some the, point. I think the back. expectation, it's not a promise, but the yeah. expectation is they will both reappear on the road trip. Yeah. I mean, Santi's got a, a sprained ankle listed day-to-day. It's the kind of thing where everyone will be upset that they're not playing, but, like, he sprained his ankle. And so, like, at some point, like, it'll be healthy enough that he'll play on it. With Kennard, like, once you have to enter the concussion protocol, that's a league protocol that you have to follow all these steps. It's not just just a team decision to throw him back out on the floor. He has to go through all these tests and pass all these tests, and you got to go through all this stuff. And so I think my sense is that they expect both. They don't know, but they expect both will will reappear at some point on the road trip. And so will Bismack Biombo. More than likely, yeah. And Biombo, just a minute. So the yeah. So the problem is, is not only are the you know is is Tillman starting and whatever else, but then the deep bench is pressed into service because your first right your your first wave of bench players aren't available. Yeah, that's probably been the biggest problem. Is that if you look at their starting lineup when the start when all five have played together, this was true in game one, but it's true through three games too. They've been good when their starting lineup has been on the floor. Their, their net rating is plus six with their starting lineup. Um, that's because they've been great on defense. They still right. can't score. Right, that's got 104, 104, and then whatever it was the other night. I don't know. One, yeah. So I mean, they, yes, they haven't been able to score. Yeah. So so, but but they've really gotten hammered when they've gone to the bench. And it's you know the the Canard stuff in game one was a disaster. We hope that will not be the case when he comes right. back. The Laravia minutes have been a disaster. Derrick Rose had a nice game against Denver, but for the most part, the Derrick Rose minutes have not been, gone well. And so. But you're playing, I mean, you're basically playing three guys full rotation who probably should not be in the rotation of a good team right now. But guess what? You got five guys out, you know? Um, Bismack Biambo, uh news came over the weekend. I think a lot of people had sort of thought he might be the name. Uh, he was the first name most people thought uh, yeah, of. His exactly. first one I mentioned, yeah. yeah. He's a, a defensive presence, uh, former seventh, seventh pick overall, but he's been sort of a journeyman big, but he does defend the rim. He rebounds. And the point you're making earlier, defensively, they've been really good when Jaron's on the floor, terrible when he's off the floor. He gives you at least some of that, right? A, yeah, that's one of the holes they need to plug, and he's going to help plug that specific hole. He's a bad offensive player, so he's not going to help right. that. But I think he's going to play. I think once once they get him sort of into the mix, he's going to be in the rotation as the backup center. He's not going to start. Tillman's been pretty good. Um, he's He'll be the backup center. He'll probably play primarily with Santi Aldama. That'll be sort of your second unit reserve stuff. And they'll probably have – they're still going to have some times when, like, Tillman and Aldama are playing together. But I think they'll probably try to have either Jaron or Biombo on the floor most of the time because one of the problems they've had in addition to not being able to score is when you watch these games and Jaron's not out there and it's like, you know, I don't know, Tillman and Roddy or Tillman and Moravia. There's just no resistance at the rim at all. So he'll help in that regard. He'll help the rebounding some, but he'll help the defensive presence at the rim more. Um, so we'll see. He played 61 games with a good Suns team last year, started 14. Um, he's got some history organizationally in the sense that Rich Cho, who's one of the Grizzlies uh, front office people, Rich Cho, which, uh, excuse me, Rich Cho drafted him initially in, in Charlotte. Charlotte. So so there's some personal history there. Um, and, you know, I think they feel like he's going to help. 
again, he's going to be the ninth, tenth man in a rotation. So you know, you don't put too much into it. But I think they think two more games, help. two more games, right? And then they'll be able to. They will be it. able to sign him on the road trip. It's been reported. I'm sure on air reported this, and the report is accurate. I can confirm that. Not that you need me to confirm it. But they're not going to talk about it. So right. Taylor Jenkins uh, shoot around today. People are, actually, he they won't ask about it because the coaches don't talk at shoot around anymore. But if he gets asked about it before the game tonight. He's going to say we can't talk about that because right. they haven't actually signed it yet. Uh, and then presumably some sort of a ramp up period, or as you think gets thrown. I, in I don't know. Quickly. I yeah. don't know what his condition I, is. I right? think it seems history suggests that they he, they probably may not play him the first game after right. he signed, but I think he'll be in in the mix fairly soon. Yeah. You mentioned avenues to get better besides the return of health uh, uh, for Aldama and Canard and the addition to uh, of of Bambo is there are you thinking of other avenues well Those no. are the avenues right? well and, and Ja ultimately and so <laughs> right. so so you have no you have no rim presence defensively when Jaron's on the bench Bambo helps that your bench is a disaster overall Kennard and Aldama help that you have problems scoring Kennard and Aldama help, help that, that to some degree but really you're waiting for Ja to really fix that problem but 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 that's it. And it's not to say they won't make some trade later on or whatever. But again, I don't think they're they are desperate to do so right now. I think I think they're going to add these three bitch players in in the next week or so, see if they can stabilize their situation, and then you bring Ja back. You know, and at this point, twenty two games. You know, right? Uh, Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yeah, I know it's not all about W's and L's. I did. I thought it was very generous of me. Friday... I offered Jeffrey 11 and 14 as a record that he could lock in, right. and he declined. I'm re-offering it to Jeffrey, and now that means they're, they're a 500 team over the next 22. He still declined. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll take my chances on that because I don't think it, if it's worse than that, it's not going to be much worse. And so I think there's more upside than downside from that number. Right. At some point, like, well, so tonight you got Dallas. I mean, the, night, the good thing is you got two games against Portland coming, coming up. Yeah, it right. feels Utah, like a W's there. Utah, yeah. I think, is not very good. Right. Um, I, I, watched, I watched them a little bit over the weekend. Their backcourt is a mess. I don't think that team's very good. I think Portland is bad, bad right, right. now because I don't think Scoot Henderson, everyone wanted, you know, excited about the right. flashy rookie, I don't think he's going to be good anytime soon. Right. And so I don't, I don't. Those games are on the road. Okay, like okay. I mean, you're probably not going to win all three. Like I think you'd be happy to go two and one. So you don't take it for granted. Right. But like those teams aren't very good. You know. Uh, what have you seen from? Have you seen any of Dallas so far? Look at the box scores. I haven't watched them play, but like Lucas playing great, right. and, and the, the rookie Derek Lively has been able to step in. And like you know, well, it's early. We'll see. But that team's off to a nice start. And so, um, I think it'll be interesting tonight to watch. Does Marcus Smart? get the Luka assignment and what right. that looks like. That's a good subplot to the game night because they got Kyrie to worry about too. Right. And so, you know, that's something so, something to look for there. Dallas's offense has been great, which is not a surprise. Their defense has been pretty mediocre, also not a surprise. So can the Grizzlies, with a day's going. rest and with a mediocre defense at home, can they get their offense flowing a little bit better? 
One of the points you made, you wrote a column uh, off of Friday's uh, close loss. And one of the points you made is that if we're looking for reasons for optimism here, is that some of the players they are now relying on look like, and maybe in too big roles, yeah. given the absence of Ja, look like when this team, if this team, if and when this team is healthy, right. Tillman, Smart, and honestly, I don't know if you mentioned him Friday, but then Zaire yesterday. Yeah. Like all those players are looking like players who might slot in well with around the stars. Yeah, I think Marcus Smart in particular has been good, but he's gonna he's gonna look a lot better when Ja is back. The thing right. to remember about Smart is that I know, like you know, you're missing Ja for 25 games. Well, we got Marcus Smart. He was not signed primarily because of Ja's absence. He was signed primarily for Ja's presence. Right. Like, that's the idea. Like, you can really argue whether, like, the Grizzlies would be better off now with Tyus Jones versus Marcus Smart. But once Ja's back, that's no longer an argument. Because Smart is not just a backup point guard. He's going to start on the wing and be the backup point guard. And he's a guy who can, I think, stabilize second units on the ball and then, you know, wreak havoc defensively off the ball with Ja. And I think, you know— if he's in a role where you're not asking him to do as much offensively, which will be the case, I think he'll be all the better. And again, who knows after three games? Physically, looks fine, right? Uh, you know, one of the questions there was— He's not, like, flying around the floor, but that's not his right, game, yeah, right? He right. Look, but he looks fine, yeah. Uh, and Tillman? I think Tillman's been good. Tillman has been good with, like, hard limitations on what he's capable right. of doing. But within those limitations, he's been good. Um, he is shooting the three comfortably. He's making some. Like, I don't know what the percentage is yet. It may not be great, but, like, I, you know, he made, I think, two against Washington. Yep. He looks comfortable doing that. That's expanded his game offensively. He's really good at getting steals and deflections and sort of making plays defensively below the rim. Not making plays above the rim, so you don't have the shot blocking. But I think he's been a good fit. He's rebounding well. And, like, you know, I, I think, again, you know, if you're playing him 30-something minutes a game, you're asking a lot. But you're going to bet about to add Santi Aldama and Bizabak Biombo. And so I think I think Tillman's going to stay the starting center and, and, and could be for the rest of the season. Zaire? Thoughts on Zaire? Um, he's, he's, he's hitting the boards, which they really need, which is good to see. Um, and he's making some plays like inside the arc. I, I think that they found a way, even without Ja, to use his verticality. I, I, I have no idea if this is true, but my sense is he's probably leading the team in dunks, you know, through three right. games. Um, he's made some threes, but he's also taken a lot right. to make a th- to, make, to make some. He'll be unlocked when Ja comes back, like so many of them. Yes, no, like, I think he, he, he will mean? be like, helped. Yes, he will be helped. He'll be helped a lot by playing with Ja. But I don't think that impacts the three-point shooting no, not that much. No. And so I think if you look at the percentage-wise, even though he's made some, he's below 30%, he really needs to get that up to that league average 35%. He needs to get it up where, where Dylan Brooks is now. Dylan Brooks shooting over 50% from three. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll see on that one. <laughs> but I think generally generally encouraging. I, I certainly, you know, the idea that, that Zaire and Roddy and LaRavia, were, there was sort of a battle among those guys. It's pretty clear that Zaire should be playing, should be at the top of, th- of that pecking order. Is it, and indeed, it's clear that Roddy's second and LaRavia's third. Yep. Um, among them. Okay, and how about the two stars, Jaron and Dez? Your thoughts? Um, I think they've both had disappointing starts. Um, but I, I, to me, that's not really my concern. It's, they have not been the problem. It's that they haven't been enough of the solution. Right. Um, you know, Dez, I think, is struggling a little bit with how much he's being asked to create offensively without Ja there. Um, he's really having to work hard and take nervy shots, and there's that kind of stuff. Um, I think Jaron has not been 
his usage is something like fifth or sixth on the team and like it needs to be like second or third. He has not gotten involved enough offensively. He has been – like he missed a lot of stuff. Like, he, he needs to create more offense, and that's partly on him and partly on the team. But Jaron, Jaron, you know, whenever the Jaron topics come up, I can sort of feel myself sounding like more of a Jaron defender, and it's partly just right. that I, the way I watch him is a little bit differently than the way I I perceive a lot of fans watching him, and I feel like I'm talking about Marcus all all over again. Like, I don't know if people would would predict like the Grizzlies are zero three. They've won Jaron Jackson's minutes. Like he has not played right. well personally, and he's the only the only rotation player across this played all three games where they actually have won the minutes when he's been on the floor. And so they need to get more out of him offensively, but, like, they just really need him on the floor. They're way better when he's on the floor. Um, all right. It is funny. I was looking back. Uh, it's interesting how the, the pressure does build. It, maybe at the fan, I don't know what it feels like in the locker room, obviously, but 0-3, like, uh, yeah. starts to feel daunting. That Hubie year, they were 0-13. 0-13. Not the 51 year. No, no, the year that the, that Huey was, was Huey came in. Huey when he, the year when Huey was came in. They, yeah, they were zero and eight when he was hired, right. and then, then they, they lost, lost five, five more. more. Right, zero and freaking thirteen. Man, they can stack up. So um, anyway, we'll hope tonight is uh, is win number one. If not, presumably it'll come on the road. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it.